Good morning, my brothers and sisters. It is August the 25th, 2020. It's the 165th day of the virus. And welcome to Be With Me, 7 Minutes of Biblical Wonder. You could also call it 7 Minutes of Biblical Astonishment and of Interest. We're in Mark 7 today. And in verse 37, the concluding verse of today says, And they were astonished beyond measure. So as we start, let's be prepared to be astonished beyond measure. So the passage today is from Mark chapter 7, and we're going to start in verse 31. Then he returned from the region of Tyre and went through Sidon to the Sea of Galilee to the region of the Decapolis. And they brought to him a man who was deaf and had a speech impediment, and they begged him to lay his hand on him. Of interest, they don't beg him to heal him. The way they say that is they begged him to lay his hand on him as if they knew that would automatically heal him. Verse 33, And taking him aside from the crowd privately... So Jesus doesn't need any more endorsements of his ministry, apparently. But he does demonstrate his compassion here. The physicality here really impresses me from here on out. He puts his fingers into his ears and after spitting, touched his tongue. 34. And looking up to heaven, he sighed and said to him, Epaphatha, that is, be opened. And his ears were opened, and his tongue was released, and he spoke plainly. And Jesus charged them to tell no one, but the more he charged them, the more zealously they proclaimed it. And then here, verse 37, And they were astonished beyond measure, saying, He has done all things well. He even makes the deaf hear and the mute speak. There's a prophecy in uh, Isaiah chapter 35, which uh, talks about uh, I'll just read it for you here. Strengthen the weakened hands and make the feeble knees. Say to those who have anxious hearts, Be strong, fear not. Behold, your God will come with a vengeance. With the recompense of God, he will come and save you. Then the eyes of the blind shall be opened and the ears of the deaf unstopped. Then the lame shall leap like a deer and the tongue of the mute sing for joy. So perhaps the audience here was recalling Isaiah chapter 35, about the Savior going to come and it's going to document uh, his himself by giving sight to the blind and healing the deaf and the mute and the mute speaking. And this perhaps is the reason for their astonishment. So again, I love the visual of this, uh, just a thought of intimacy here. Uh, this is something that the scripture, first of all, it tells us where he was, where he was before this, where he was now, uh, how many people brought them, very specific things. And then, but this part caught my eye today and ear, I suppose. And taking him aside from the crowd privately, he put his fingers into his ears and after spitting, touched his tongue. So two things about Jesus here. Um that he spits he does this again here in uh, mark chapter 8 as well where he spit on someone's eyes it doesn't say what he exactly spit on here does he spit on his hand and then touches touch this guy's tongue 
uh, does he make him stick out his tongue uh, and then spit on his tongue? But either way, anyway, spitting and tongue touching is a very intimate uh, activity and requires the participation of this particular person. So did this guy have have faith? He at least had participation uh, faith. So here's the part that I really wanted to talk up to talk about today. Verse 34, and looking up to heaven, he sighed. Looking up to heaven, he sighed. And then he says to the guy, the deaf guy, Epaphatha, so his sigh was not to the guy. The sigh was up uh, to heaven. And he, Jesus here, looks to heaven and sighs. This makes me think of the, the passage in Romans 8 where it says, this, even after Jesus is gone and the world we live in today, we still have this going on. So this is Romans 8, 26, where likewise the Spirit helps us in our weakness. For we do not know how to pray as we ought, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. So here we have Jesus sighing and looking to heaven and doing something deep and groaningful before he actually says the healing word, be opened to this man. So I think we have Jesus here addressing the fallenness of the world. This is from Genesis chapter 3. The whole Bible is about it, where we have broken bodies, we have broken spirits, we have a broken creation. And I, what it touched me today was the compassion of Jesus to come down and to stand with us and to have compassion on this man saying, yeah, your your tongue is broken, your your hearing is broken, uh, and I can fix that. But in a much greater sense, he's coming down for all of us saying, oh, you have broken spirits and broken bodies, and I want to stand with you. All right, so today, what impressed me about this passage is this is a real person with a real problem in a real place with real friends, other things, economics and timeline, which don't play into the, this particular story, but real politics, all, all kinds of things are happening. This is a real account, a real story. I love that the people are astonished beyond measure at the end of it. Um, the intimacy of the spit of scripture, especially the size and the, and the, maybe the, maybe the groanings, uh, that we're going to get to. There's appears to be some participation in the Trinity, uh, and this groaning thing. Does anybody listening here think that the world is okay? Does anybody think that man and woman is okay? Does anybody think that you are okay? No. We have broken bodies. We have broken hearts. Uh, we're spiritual or orphans. But the great part about this is we have Jesus coming down and saying, yes, I, I hear you. I came. I'm here. I'm here to help. Uh, I, I came to to be rescued and then finally the people responding correctly uh, what are they astonished at I'm hoping that they're not just astonished at the healing of the man I'm hoping that they're astonished at verse 34 they're astonished that Jesus looks to heaven and that he sighs and he groans and he agrees with us and he comes to help us amen